You are listening to Ignite Radio Live, coverage of Mass Impact's Kingdom Builders Banquet, featuring Bishop Daniel Thomas and Justin Fatika. For those of you who've been partnering with us, we want to say thank you. Literally thousands of lives are being impacted. For those who are not, we invite you to join us right now. If you've been blessed by Ignite Radio Live, Ignite, Presents for Christmas, or any of our other endeavors, we depend upon you. Would you please help us reach our goal right now? Please go make your tax-deductible donation of any amount at massimpact.us forward slash donate. That's massimpact.us forward slash donate. Thank you, and God bless you. We are blessed to be united in mission to foster holy disciples, holy families, and holy vocations. Truly a what? Holy Toledo. That's right. So please give a warm welcome to our dear and wonderful shepherd who truly has a father's heart like no other, Bishop Daniel Thomas. Thank you so very, very much, and what a delight to be with all of you, and I'm so grateful for the invitation of Greg and Stephanie to join you this evening. I didn't know I would be joining their family and Justin at the table, and I'm just delighted to be able to do that. I'd like to just offer a few brief remarks, because that's what Greg invited me to do, and I'd like to open them with this simple phrase, the domestic church and the sanctuary of life. These are words which our Pope Emeritus Benedict defined the family and before him, of course, already in 1980, Pope John Paul was not only saintly but prophetic in having used the terminology, the domestic church for the family. Benedict added to that phrase, the sanctuary of life, And in every way this evening, isn't that what we're here to celebrate? Because what they meant in both phrases is captured in one simple word, family. This evening, I come to encourage you to be families of faith who truly create a domestic church and the sanctuary of life where Christ Jesus is made present. Now I must share with you, and most of you who know me, I love to talk about my mom and dad. And that's because they were extraordinary parents, they were extraordinary Catholics and extraordinary human beings who created for me and my brother a domestic church and a sanctuary of life. It was only there that I learned the faith and I hope in some small way learned it as they desired it to be taught. We've just finished and closed the Christmas season, haven't we? Just celebrated the great Christmas mysteries. And when we think about the focus, I remember teaching in grade school one time and I asked the children, I said, well, what are the focuses of Christmas? And one little child raised his hand and he said, well, Bishop, one focus is the Magi, and they all nodded. And he said, one focus is the shepherds, and they all nodded. He said, one focus is the angels. And then another child raised her hand, and she said, oh, oh. And I said, yes. And she said, and one focus is the animals. And I said, well, I guess that's right, too. But then he concluded by saying, but the focus is three people. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And in them, the Holy Family, we just celebrated the very place where God made himself present, and we have celebrated who we are in the Lord because of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. So many of the characters of the Christmas scene say so much to us and teach us so much But for those of us gathered this evening to celebrate faith and family, it's so important to continue our concentration well after Christmas on the Jesus, Mary, and Joseph who make up the Holy Family and who invite all of us to create 
the domestic church in our homes and the sanctuary of life where he can be born anew. Now, I have to tell you, very, very often, wherever I go, I get a lot of people who say to me, and more people in Cleveland than in Toledo, <laughs> I get many people who say to me, but Bishop, there are so many challenges to family life today. The challenges are overwhelming. Look at all that culture has done and all the ways that the culture has robbed us. But then I often ask them, well, what about the Holy Family? Here was a man who thought he was marrying a girl who was a virgin, and suddenly he discovers she's pregnant. Here was a young woman looking to discover who she was and instead is told that she's already pregnant. Here was a couple unable to find even a place for their child to be born. Here was a couple who soon after the birth were told to flee and become refugees in a foreign country. Huh. Filled with challenges, huh? That was the Holy Family. So I know well that so many of our good mothers and dads, grandparents seated here today, teachers, consecrated religious, deacons, priests, all the lay faithful, I know all of us know the challenges to the family. I don't need to rattle them off. It would take too long. But because we live in this society, all the more necessary are gatherings of the family around the one who is the center of the domestic church and the one who is the center of the sanctuary of life, Jesus Christ himself. I encourage you, I invite you, make your homes and the homes of those you teach or know or your friends or family, help them to make their homes domestic churches and sanctuaries of life. Now, of course, when I was young, did our home have candles in? Sure it did. My mother always lit one of those candles in front of Our Lady when there was a storm. And she even lit candles around the manger scene. So sure, there were candles. Was it a perfect domestic church? You bet it wasn't. Did my brother and I argue? Even more. But they taught us, formed us, and provided for us a place where the sacred could dwell, a home where Jesus could be present in conversation, in love, and even in trouble, in sorrow, in ill health, and even in great joy. How well I remember my parents inviting us to understand how important the home was. And it was brought home powerfully to me one Christmas when in college after my father had had a stroke and was hospitalized in New Jersey, we lived in Philadelphia, we had no idea if he would get home. And so my mom and brother and I went and did everything that they did as parents for us from the time I could remember. And that was on Christmas Eve, the tree was put up and fully decorated, the manger put out, and Jesus retained in the drawer until after midnight mass. <laughs> and after midnight mass, where we prayed for my father's health, we got the call on Christmas morning that he was going to be able to come home. He got home on Christmas morning at about 11 a.m., and there was no deeper sense of home for me than recognizing that Christ provided that opportunity, and it was Christ who brought us back home together. And he wept as he walked in the door, thinking that he'd have to put up the tree and do all the decorations. <laughs> but he wept to think that we did exactly as he had taught us to do, and that we did it to honor Christ Jesus, to honor our faith, and to further develop what is the domestic church and the sanctuary of life.
So I hope you know how grateful I am to all of you for getting completely on board with that message which came three years ago when I had the blessing of being named your bishop and did 15 deanery visits and preached the same homily and came out with that holy disciples, holy families, holy vocations. But don't forget how we get there, which I also shared, and I invite you again to do tonight in your families. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. The three sure ways to a holy domestic church and to a holy sanctuary of life. I'd like to offer a blessing now for our gathering and for our food. And to do so, I'd like to steal the words because it's okay to steal when you're stealing from the Pope. <laughs> so Pope Emeritus Benedict used these words in a prayer for the World Meeting of Families in 2005, and I'll add to them for our occasion. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. O oh God, who in the Holy Family left us a perfect model of family life, lived in faith and obedience to your will, help us to be examples of faith and love for your commandments. Help us in our mission of transmitting the faith that we received from our parents. Open the hearts of our children so that the seeds of faith which they received in baptism will grow in them. Strengthen the faith of our young people that they may grow in knowledge of Jesus. Increase love and faithfulness in all marriages, especially those going through times of suffering and difficulty. Grant fruitful vocations to the church, to the priesthood, consecrated life, and married life, and single life, and diaconate through holy families. Bless our efforts to make holy disciples, holy families, and holy vocations our goal. United to Jesus and Mary, we ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. If you've been blessed by Ignite Radio Live, Ignite, Presents for Christmas, or any of our other endeavors, we depend upon you. Would you please help us reach our goal right now? Please go make your tax-deductible donation of any amount at massimpact.us forward slash donate. That's massimpact.us forward slash donate. Thank you, and God bless you. These powerful events have uh, brought people back to the church who have been away for years. And also we've had some people convert to the faith. And in some instances, we've heard testimonies of miraculous healings. Um, we had one of those healings in my own family. Um, my youngest brother, Kevin, uh, his wife, Becky, had been experiencing a lot of pain for quite a while. And um, she had gotten reports from the doctor, had been to the ER and reports from the doctor that this pain wasn't gonna go away anytime soon. And that really her health in the future was quite dim. She had scar tissue that was pushing on her digestive system, resulting in a lot of pain. And that scar tissue, they were afraid, even though they needed to go back in and do some more surgery, they were afraid that that scar tissue uh, from a new surgery would only make it worse. So she went to that Ignite event at her parish in 2014, really believing that her future was quite bleak and that her health was going to be an ongoing problem of taking narcotics to handle the pain to the point where this scar tissue would cause her to have to have a surgery which would result in more problems. It was actually two years ago, uh, next month, the 11th. So, um, I don't know, a lot of you probably have been to a Presence for Christmas or an Ignite event, but one of the moments uh, people process down the middle aisle and they'll come up and the Eucharist will be displayed in the monstrance and folks will have an encounter with our Lord in the Eucharist to where they'll, you know, maybe they'll kneel and pray and Becky did that. And um, if you don't mind, I, she posted this on Facebook a year after the event. And I'm going to just read a little bit here and, uh, in her own words. 
Ignite was an overall amazing and moving experience. But I received more, a true miracle. While praying, I mean truly praying, turning it all over to God, I was moved to tears. I opened my eyes just as I watched a single tear fall in slow motion to the floor. The moment it hit, my pain was gone, completely gone. A full year later, I can sit here and write this post and honestly say that the pain has not returned. And I just uh, spoke with my brother Kevin last week. He wishes he could be here. He's one of our band of brothers, but he's in California. He's an executive for Deloitte and Touche, and they have a meeting in California. But I said, how's Becky doing? I'm going to be doing this talk, and is she okay with it? And he said, she's great. No problems. Um, so and Becky closed her statement. A full year later, I can sit here and write this post and honestly say that the pain has not returned. So whatever struggles you may be having, Turn them over completely to God, and he will take care of you. So just in closing, before I turn it over to Deacon uh, Rick, I just want to thank you for your support of this ministry and the work that it's done. Uh, it's certainly made a big difference in my life, and I feel it's worth, um, worth your support. Thank you. If our business is building the kingdom here, I want to make sure that everyone is invited. January 22nd, 1976, I had a profound religious experience. Now, I can't call it a conversion because I had the faith and was practicing the Catholic faith that I had from my youth, but I had a growth, um, a realization of the profound love of God, learned a new way to pray, experienced Christian fellowship, Christian formation in a way that I never had before. And the reason that I experienced that was because someone invited me to a group that would introduce me to this. An invitation and something to be invited to that could have a profound, life-changing impact in my life. Mass impact invites everyone to that kind of profound, personal, intimate encounter with Christ, to learn to pray, Christian fellowship, and Christian formation. And what's happened in that is that the faith of my youth became the faith that sustained me as an adult, as a man, as a husband, as a father, and as a deacon. I want to give an, just one example, just one vision. At the Eucharistic Adoration events that have been sponsored by Mass Impact, as a believer, I am encouraged to see all those who are invited to come and worship our Lord. As a husband, I'm encouraged to see all the couples united and strengthened in their marriages. As a father, I'm encouraged to see all the youth coming to know and love Jesus, to see the faith transmitted to the next generation, to watch them grow and strength, and it's encouraging, because this is a difficult place to be a faithful Catholic. And as a deacon, I'm really grateful to the service that Mass Impacts does for the church and for parish life. An invitation 
and a place to be invited to, to come and know and love and serve the Lord individually, as couples, in families, and as a community. Thank you for your support. If my business was building the kingdom, I'd be just as committed to living and growing the kingdom of heaven as I am my profession. If I prioritized my spiritual life with the same energy and focus as my business, I would invest my energy and resources towards the spiritual development of myself, my family, and my local Catholic community. I'd make sure that as a leader, I was surrounding myself with people of faith who shared the same passion and desire to know and serve God people who held me accountable and when I was discouraged said, get on my back and I will carry you. People who made myself and them around, uh, those around them better and holier. And together we would grow in our relationship with Christ. If my business was building the kingdom, I would recognize that by age 23, 79% of those who grow up in a Catholic family just like mine will leave the faith. And many of the things I assumed would protect myself and those in my family from that statistic would not be enough. I would recognize that I have a duty to do something about it because the consequences of a failure are unthinkable. In a few minutes, you're going to see a video featuring a young woman, woman singing praise to Jesus. That young woman, Sarah, is my daughter. If you met Sarah, you'd learn that as a young girl, she attended Catholic school through grade seven, almost never missed a mass, was surrounded by truly solid Catholic men and women her whole life and was generally immersed in the Catholic culture in school, home, and church. You learned that as a high school teenager, she was very popular amongst her fellow students. She was the editor-in-chief of the school yearbook. She was a varsity cheerleader. She was a class representative, was on homecoming court, and was, in a nutshell, the quintessential American teenage girl. You had also learned, though, that in those seemingly blissful high school years, Sarah was facing a massive onslaught of counter-Christian culture, philosophy, and ideals, which challenged everything she had been thought to be true. She wanted to fit in with her peers, so she adopted a sort of one-foot-in, one-foot-out approach to her faith. But as Christ pointed out in Matthew 6, 24, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. And this dichotomy was turning her into someone she didn't want to be. As parents, Lori and I thought we were doing all the right things, but the one thing we missed was the most important thing. We had not been praying together. To be honest, as much as I thought I knew about my faith, the biggest hole in my game as the leader of my family was the lack of knowing how to pray with my wife and with my family. Because I didn't know how to do it, I avoided it. And I'll bet some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of us realize there's a problem but feel helpless to do anything about it. We may have a good personal prayer life, but that doesn't translate into a prayer life with your spouse or your family. Think about how your relationship with your family would be different if you were praying together on a regular basis how much more intimate those relationships would be. Perhaps we just uh, lack the tools. This is where Mass Impact's Livet Gatherings and Livet Gathering Guides have made a difference in our lives. Livet makes intentional prayer happen amongst kids, teenagers, friends, spouses, and families. It is one of the many kingdom-building tools made available through Mass Impact. It was a Livet teen gathering that opened Sarah's eyes. She was exposed to teens just like herself who were seeking answers and discovering Christ through friendship and prayer. Through Libet, she found a whole new group of friends who wanted nothing more than to gather, have fun, and grow together as disciples of Christ. To say that Libet has profoundly influenced Sarah is an understatement. Today, she's a full-time missionary for Damascus near Columbus and has devoted a year of her life to Catholic outreach and evangelization. We cannot say enough good things about the impact of Libet on Sarah's life and our own prayer life. We now want to share uh, what we've been given with you and as many people in our Catholic community as possible. So we have a gift for you. If you haven't already, I invite you now to open up the gold boxes on your table in front of you. What you'll find um, in the boxes are five questions that are part of the weekly Livet Guide. We invite you to make some time uh, a couple days this week or maybe even every day this week to engage your family members and share 
their answers to these questions. We understand that this may seem a little coerced. It may be a stretch for some of you. But as Robert Hastings once wrote, fear and regret are twin thieves that rob us of today. So no fear, no regrets. This is your moment. Your opportunity to share the most important things about yourself with those you love. To share your own personal testimony and to learn theirs. To connect with your family in a deeper, more intimate way than you may have imagined was possible. Now is the time to live it. We're God's gift to each other, but we rarely make the time to unwrap that gift or allow ourselves to be unwrapped. Pray with your families, and we'll pray for all of you. If you've been blessed by Ignite Radio Live, Ignite, Presents for Christmas, or any of our other endeavors, we depend upon you. Would you please help us reach our goal right now? Please go make your tax-deductible donation of any amount at massimpact.us forward slash donate. That's massimpact.us forward slash donate. Thank you, and God bless you. He has had over one million viewers of his Facebook Live show this past year. Justin is the author of five books, including two bestsellers. He is currently serving as the main speaker of Your Amazing Missions with Hard as Nails Ministries and as the executive director. He resides in Syracuse with his five children and beautiful, amazing wife, Mary Elizabeth. Uh, please join me in giving a warm welcome to Justin Fatika. You know, as, as a kid, I would have never thought that I'd be doing this uh, with my life, but it was my dream to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, but I wasn't always like that, as many of us. If we're honest with ourselves before I begin, the truth is many of us would be lost. Let me tell you something in our great nation right now. There's people without dads right now. In our great nation that has all the money in the world. We have kids that suffer from depression alone, where many of you are sitting here fighting depression every day, and you could be their answered prayer to say, Jesus saved my life. Every day, and I'm not talking about a kid on a street. Most of the work I do, 80% of us was suburban kids like myself. You see, what you don't know about me is that I grew up with everything. I had a Jeep Wrangler at 16. Soft top, as Greg taught me to say back in the day, he used to say, for, you know, tell him you had girls even in the glove compartment, you know? And uh, I had everything as the world would think that you wanted, but I didn't have Jesus Christ. And a lot of you say that I have Jesus in my life. Do you know what a big deal this is? That we have Jesus in our lives? Do we understand how great of a magnificent gift this is? That Jesus has saved our lives because my business is kingdom business. Well, I didn't have Jesus in my life and I wasn't admitting I did. And this priest didn't think very highly of it either. And he invited me on a retreat called Tech. And I said, why, why should I go on Tech? I already know Jesus, Father. He goes, then why don't you teach us something about him? And see, a lot of you are out there fighting and getting rejected in your ministries, and it becomes hard. But if this priest would have stopped, millions, humbly I say, millions have been impacted. And you know why? Because he didn't give up, even though he wasn't perfect. That priest, some of you might know, his name's Father Larry Richards. And he's my spiritual father. And what happened to me after that was I got, I went on the tech retreat. Because what a lot of you don't know is that I wasn't living my faith. I thought I got a girl pregnant. I had, wasn't really doing very well in school. Uh, and deep down, I felt as though I was never going to be good enough. That I'd never measure up. And I went on this tech retreat, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. 
And I found out for the first time as all of you, and I want you to go back to that moment, please. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. Like, are you as fired up now as you were the first time you met Jesus Christ? If the answer is no, we're wasting our time, ladies and gentlemen. We have to get our fire back. Our country is counting on us. Our families are counting on us. And our neighborhoods are counting on us. This isn't a game. It's a gift. It's the greatest gift on the planet, Jesus Christ. The greatest gift that not just me, that you and every person we meet deserves to receive the gift of Jesus. And you know why? Because he saved my life. I go on that retreat, and you know what? I see Jesus in the Eucharist, that adoration. How many of you have had an experience of that? That's what they do with all the work that Greg and Steph are doing. We have a gift here, together, through all that we're doing here, that you're doing. You want me to get out of here real soon, all right? And you know what? I gave my life to Christ. You know what I said? I remember yesterday, I said, Jesus, you died for me. I'm going to die for you. And I'm not perfect, trust me. You could find every fault from me. Just ask anybody who knows me. And I'm not up here saying I'm so holy guy. I only had about three people in my entire life call me holy. You know what I mean? And uh, that's the truth. And I'm not here to worry about whether you think I'm holy or not. Because striving to do that will waste your energy and time. doesn't matter who thinks you're holy or who doesn't think you're holy. You know what matters? Jesus saved our life. That's what matters. doesn't matter. It matters. And so I go off this retreat, and I'm literally now taking my energy. And I start, God help me, I didn't have many tools of evangelization. <laughs> I start headlocking people into church. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know I don't do that anymore. I've stopped that evangelization tool, I swear. But I was 17 years old, and Father's like, where'd you get him? I said, I headlocked him. He goes, all right, keep it up. <laughs> There's guys that are priests now that were those guys. <laughs> There's guys that, and I, I didn't do it the perfect way. And I want to tell you something. None of us are going to evangelize or bring the gospel and bring the love of Jesus the perfect way. But we got to do it, right? We got to do it with everything we got inside. And you know why? Because everyone deserves a relationship with Jesus Christ, not just me and you. And you know what? I love that you're all here, and it's beautiful, and it's a blessing. But you know why I'm here? Not just because Father he challenged me. But because there were these two people, their names, Greg and Steph. Greg was the diocesan uh, youth director. And, and Father Larry says, I've had enough of them. You deal with them now, <laughs> you know. And uh, they had a heart and soul program in the diocese. And uh, they spent every Sunday with me. Taught me the liturgy of the hours that all our missionaries do. They taught me how to pray. They taught me how to be authentic, to be courageous, and to be obedient. They taught me how to be a good father, to be a good friend, to be committed. And you know why I flew out here? And why my wife, she says, tell the leaders hi. Because I'll tell you what my wife told me. What she tells, she says, Justin, you don't worry about what to say. You give them the best gift you got. And it's the best gift that every single one of us have. 820 or 1600, executive or, or, or servant leader, whatever you look at yourself as, non-priest, the greatest gift you have is your heart. You gotta give people your heart. I see so many Catholics that judge their brothers and sisters you got to call them up and love them no matter what, regardless of their decisions, regardless of their bad decisions or good decisions. We've got to take action today. we got to let our kids see how we love those that judged us and mocked us, that humiliated us and abused us, that bully us. And even you're saying, bully us? That's only kids. Uh-uh, it's way worse with adults. Trust me. It hurts way worse. 
because you expect better of them. And my, my wife told me to give you my heart, and I'm going to give you my heart because guess what? If that's all the gift I got, I'll use it for God because my God will measure me and you by our heart. And you know what my heart's saying right now? The most important gift that our nation needs is community. Bishop Frank Caggiano is our Episcopal advisor. He's got a tough job. He oversees me. And uh, that's a tough job. And you know what he says? He goes, you've been dealing with youth. I do 70% of my work with youth and young adults, do men's conferences, parish missions, all kinds of stuff. But a lot of the work I do is with young people. And he goes to me, he says, what do our young people need? And I said, Bishop, I'll tell you one thing they need. They need to stop being lonely. He goes, what do you mean? I go, look, our kids are lonely. And you know the only thing that will get a kid to put this down, you know want to know what it is? Your heart, Dad. And what's your heart mean? It's not a feeling or emotion, Dad, Mom. What our heart is, if you study the heart, it's a decision, a virtuous decision to be rejected for love and what is good. Your heart is your virtuous decision to choose Christ, to choose hope, to choose faith. People say the heart's feeling. No, no, no. It's you have such a feeling in your heart to choose. Son, you can do what you want with your life, but I want to tell you what. It hurt me when you said that to me. Daughter, friend, when you did that for me, that helped me. The most important thing we can do is communicate. Christ, you help me. Friend, you help me. Christ, they hurt me. Friend, you hurt me. And that's what this community is going to do. That's why we all need a community. As busy as I am, I'll be on the road 80 to 120 days this year. Haven't structured it yet, as you probably could tell. And uh, each year, that's about 80 to 120 days, roughly around that. But guess what? Every Thursday night, we have a community at our house. Every single one of us can make the decision to have a community at our house, to invite people once a week. If my wife, who has a husband on the road, as much as I do, and she can do that, she cooks pasta and sauce every Thursday night. And it's not out of the jar, I promise that. Because that's disrespectful. Greg asked me to go to the Olive Garden. I said, seriously? He asked me, really? Disrespect. Disrespect. Okay, okay, we won't go to Chili's. <laughs> <You know? laughs> All right. Let some other nationality be disrespected for their restaurant. But I want to tell you that every one of us can have a community that we invite. That's what Greg and Steph are asking us to do. And that's what they did for me each week on a Sunday night. And that's what every single one of us, every week we could have. Because guess what? We should have that community every day in our family, when we're at home, every day. And we could just invite people into that. Who thinks we could do that? Because our business is... Kingdom business. And you know why? Because guess what? Father Larry, Greg and Steph, Jesus Christ, you saved my life. Well, uh, I don't know what I'd be at my worst, but I do know this. Is that I'm humbled and honored that I have Jesus Christ in my life. Because of three people, those three I mentioned, that had time for me every week. My dad's dying, he's older. My mom's getting older and it's tough for her. My friends, I see them. The alcohol, I see. And they're older, not just youth. Number one, we need to invite them to our homes, amen? amen. Every week, commit to it, to find a way to have that. And... Uh, I want, to, I want you to know that I can go through all, I was going to tell you all the stories of, from David Tyree, who knows David Tyree from the New York Giants, who knows who he is. Well, he saw my 
movie on my life and his life was impacted. Who knows Ken Blanchard, who wrote The One Minute Manager. He's a very, very close friend of mine. And uh, he, he helps me with the ministry. He helps you? Oh. Uh, Father Peter Cameron, it just got announced today that he's leaving the Magnificat to come serve our ministry. And I'm not telling you this because I'm great. I'm telling you it humbly because when I learned all these news that Tyree and, and the news that Ken Blanche was impacted by our ministry and, and Father Peter humbly stepped down from a beautiful posture like the Magnificat to step and be a part of Hard as Nails. The Magnificat, Hard as Nails. Okay, it's interesting. And to say to you right now that all of this would happen because people set, spent every week with me. I'm humbled and honored to be here and I'm personally gonna make, you know, and for an evangelist, a Catholic evangelist this, I'm telling you this now, I've, I've never done this in my life, told people that I've given, I give donations, but I've never told people that I've done it. I'm personally gonna give $1,000 tonight uh, to, to Greg and Steph's ministry and I, I challenge everyone of you to do the same. I'm an evangelist. And uh, I do that not because uh, I'm the best evangelist, or not because I even know what I'm doing all the time, but I do it because I have a great family. My wife, my kids, you saw it, the rosary, and this country needs the Catholic faith today, not tomorrow and not yesterday. And all this yesterday faith's gotta go. We need new order, new methods, new zeal. We need new excitement. Some of you said, oh, I've only been doing this for a few years, but I'm getting tired. Well, guess what? There's no time to get tired. We need to get out there and give it everything we got because everybody deserves a relationship with Jesus Christ. Who believes that? Clap your hands. Everybody deserves a relationship with Our Lady. Who agrees with that? Clap your hands. Who agrees with that? They clap more for Ohio State or Toledo, let me tell you that much. And everyone deserves to have a great family life or even know what a great family life is. How many of you are thankful for your family life? Clap your hands. Everybody deserves to see that, to know that. And guess what? Tonight's the night that your ministry will continue. God will bless it. He's anointed it. Thank you, Bishop, for your encouragement. And guess what? Life is short. Life is like a roll of toilet paper. In the beginning, you think you got a lot. But in the end, you realize you don't got much left. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you're 90, 80, 70, or 60, we got work to do. Let's go get them. God bless you all. Thanks for having me. If you've been blessed by Ignite Radio Live, Ignite, Presents for Christmas, or any of our other endeavors, we depend upon you. Would you please help us reach our goal right now? Please go make your tax-deductible donation of any amount at massimpact.us forward slash donate. That's massimpact.us forward slash donate. Thank you, and God bless you. It is important that you are here tonight. And God has made you to do great things, not something, but great things. And he has anointed you with his spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, to be about advancing his kingdom exactly where you are, in your homes, in your communities, your parishes, your workplace, wherever that may be, he has given to you the resources to make it happen along with the expectation that you do. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. I just knew that I needed more, and I knew that people around me needed more, that they were hungry for something deeper, for something um, true, an authentic community centered around Christ where we we're actually going deep and diving in. The Holy Spirit just pushed it and moved it and anointed it to the point where a year down the road we were getting 50-something people packed into this house, 50 teens alive for Christ, here for five hours, just coming and talking and sharing life's problems and their difficulties and their challenges. There are many ways to bring Christ to others, but this is 
very well laid out and so accessible. You know, such an opportunity to have opportunities for adoration, opportunities for fellowship, opportunities for healing in the Holy Spirit that really aren't available. If it weren't for Mass Impact, um, we wouldn't be together. We wouldn't have the awareness of Christ in our life. Have you come to the end of yourself? Did you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. And it's that reaching for heaven that empowers us in daily living to be about imitating Jesus in all things. One day, um, my parents decided to bring us to a family gathering here at the Schleter's house. And I was a senior in high school and I did not want to come. It was a Saturday night and I had plans, um, but my parents insisted. And when your dad says you're going, you go. Um, so I came, um, I was like typical self. I was pretty shy at the time. I remember I went home that night and I called my best friend up and I said, oh my gosh, like listen, you're never gonna guess where I was tonight. And like, I just like am so happy. I don't know what it is, but I just, I'm so joyful right now. I don't know what happened to me. There is nothing short of a miracle um, that happened inside my heart, but I understood what that joy was that the people had the day before and the love that they had in their hearts and who they were carrying was Jesus and that I wanted that. And I remember that day sitting in mass just crying because I was so overwhelmed with understanding the love of God and who he was in my life. And all of a sudden they become passive to active, spectators to participants, builders and advancers of God's kingdom. I said, I'm following Jesus and I'm never going back. And from that day on, I just kind of, I got involved with Lit and um, yeah, started studying scripture and um, diving into a daily prayer life and um, seeking out Jesus and adoration and in my daily life from day to day. And um, yeah, and I became a leader in Lit. We've been doing uh, the Ignites at our parish for about three years. One lady in particular that I'm thinking of, she prayed for her son who uh, had uh, some skin, you know, kind of ailment, a disease over 90% of his body. And she came up on his behalf at one of our Ignites and asked for, for prayer for him. And the next month she came back and said it was just, it was all gone. You know, and those kind of things happened. The movement of the Holy Spirit that is Mass Impact has had a tremendous effect on me personally as a priest and pastor and upon the parish and Catholic school where I live and work. I'm very confident that if I was to ask my dad what's the most important legacy he would like to leave in this world, um, it is his faith in God and he would like to see it alive in the hearts of his children and in the hearts of his grandchildren. Friends, that's the kind of legacy that all of us are, are, are called to embody, and in our heart of hearts, we indeed want to have that kind of lasting, substantial impact. Come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Imagine how awesome it would be if this whole region was just uh, a center for revival in the area. Because I think we're really positioned for revival. I think we're positioned for something great to happen. And it just takes us leaders and parents and youth to step forward and say, hey, this is something that I want. I, I see the goal in mind. I see God's, um, God's design of bringing heaven to earth down here. And I want to be a part of it. I want to bring heaven into my home. And what if that was you? What if you, on a weekly basis, had people your age, whether it be parents or kids, coming into your house and meeting and talking and praying and positioning this world and this community for the revival that God wants to bring? The most powerful people in the world are you, moms and dads, families, fully alive. That's why we're inviting you to get involved with Mass Impact. Their Live It Gathering guides have been a huge blessing for our family. We look forward to those videos every week. And we watch these videos, they get conversations started about the weekly gospel. Friends, there's no waiting to do this at a later time. 
The call is to be answered now, right now, not later tonight, not tomorrow, not next week, not next Sunday. Imagine like if every parish in every small town or every uh, parish within a city, you know, just really had it at their heart that, you know what, God wants to do awesome things here. God wants to do amazing things here. We're not just going to go through the motions. There's no reason why uh, this can't be the epicenter uh, of a revival through which uh, Christ's power touches, you know, our community, our town, our diocese, our state, our world. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the most important time to be praying and to be sharing the faith um, with those that we love. You know, in my parish, in my town, in my family, you know, just wants to move in these amazing and, and powerful ways. The last few years, I've thought a lot about Mass Impact and the work that you're doing. Why? Because it really is the most important kind of work that's happening in the church today. Trust me, you are having an impact and you are right where God wants you to be and where we in the church need you to be. Thank you for opening your hearts and your homes to the movement that is Mass Impact. Help us have a Mass Impact. Thank you for helping us to have a mass impact. Lay your cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasure you found. I have the privilege of doing the ask tonight. And many of you probably struggle with public speaking. Many of you would struggle with if someone came up to you and said, hey, would you mind speaking at an event? And by the way, we're going to ask you to ask people to open up their wallets. That's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> we're not opening up our wallets, though, to buy some tour for our child, to buy a car. I, many, many times, have fallen into the trap of going to work time and time again. And I see what's going on in the world. I see what's going on with all of these families and I wonder, do I really have the heart, honestly, do I have the heart for other people's families, for other children that I have for my own or that I have for my business? Am I willing to sacrifice my business profits for people's souls? And if you're in this room, we better damn well be on that path to do that. Because if we're not, who's going to do it? Who is going to do it? I am a blessed father of seven. Our seventh one is on the way. When I first met my wife, she was the, she's the Catholic of the family. I grew up in a beautiful family. My family was not a faith-filled family. My wife, I knew she was the one for me because all she cared about was being a mom. That's it. I just want to be a mom. And I was immediately in love with that. I didn't even know that God put that on my heart, but that's what he wanted for me was to have a woman to be a mother, to be a wife. She is going to have her seventh C-section. Nobody in this room, unless you have eight C-sections, is stronger than my wife. So let's give a hand up for my wife real quick, please. In all seriousness, I'm blessed to be up here because not very long ago, I was starting to attend Mass with my wife and I really didn't want to. I was not Catholic, and frankly, I didn't care. I didn't understand why. We had a job, we had our marriage, we had our health, we had a home. What did I need God for? What did I need him for? And I didn't know what I was missing because I didn't grow up with it. No one told me, and there was no one in my life that showed me what it really was like to love Jesus and how beautiful it was in their life. So, the Holy Spirit started to do work in me, a lot of work in me, and for some reason, a light switch went off, and I started to fall in love with Jesus Christ and our church, and I had fire like Justin had, and somewhere along the lines, my fire starts to dwindle. And I realize that my faith is dwindling with it. And thanks be to God, someone 
would be coming back into my life that the Holy Spirit would bring and my fire and drive would be going back up. We were blessed, very blessed, to meet a family that God put in our path. And they are some of the most Catholic people I've met. They are beautiful Christians, but they're Protestant. And they showed me what it really meant to live a Christian life as a family. Every one of their children, every one of them, loves Jesus. When they leave for college or they leave the home, there is no worry about the decisions that they're going to make. I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know a family that was like that. And all I've heard time and time again, every Bible study I've gone to, every event I've gone to, is, oh, my son's doing this, my daughter's doing this. There was never anything positive. These statistics are real. And they're sad, and they're unacceptable. And so I sought out, can I at least find a family, one, one family in the Diocese of Toledo that is living it out. And you can see it in their kids. And when their kids leave the home, they're not just surviving, they're thriving, thriving. I found that family and more in mass impact. And I'm going to tell you right now, there is no profit margin bigger than when you see families and you see the children leave the nest and they are thriving in their faith and they are bringing it to others. And if we're not fighting for that in our own families, we're failing and we must step up. And so in there lies the problem. Our mission costs money. Next year, we need about $160,000 to do everything we have planned to do. We have about $30,000 allocated based on generous givers that give weekly or monthly. The last few years, we have survived by random gifts. For everyone in here that has given in the past, thank you very much because this wouldn't happen if you guys weren't so generous. Tonight, we also have a special, special situation where a generous donor has said he will give $40,000 matching funds to the first $40,000 that's raised. Now, God measures your generosity and your gift, not on the amount, but on the heart that's given. That's in Scripture. When the old woman drops everything she has, and Jesus says, did you see that? Did you see what she did? Whatever she gave was significantly more than the wealthy men that came and gave from their surplus. Everybody knows that. So we ask that you please help us because I promise you this mission and everyone involved in it is going to fight the fight that must happen right now. And I give you my word that I will give it my all. Our long-term goal is a mission retreat center. It's a long-term goal. We don't know when that's going to be achieved, but that's a goal. We, we believe we need a place to really serve our mission. I'd also like to leave you with a short prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I ask that you come down in every single person here today, that you bless them and protect them, that you give them the strength that they need to carry out the mission that you are asking them to do. Please bless their marriages. Please bless their children. If their children are away, bring them back. There's a lot of hurt and sickness in this room and in our families. Lord, we pray that we see your work done in every aspect of their lives. Let cancer be healed in your most holy name. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for all these men and women to come out tonight to support us. And we pray that they are blessed by the message that was said tonight. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you've been blessed by Ignite Radio Live, Ignite, Presents for Christmas, or any of our other endeavors, we depend upon you. Would you please help us reach our goal right now? Please go make your tax-deductible donation of any amount at massimpact.us 
forward slash donate. That's massimpact.us forward slash donate. Thank you and God bless you.